Good morning. <clears throat> Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and rainy Tuesday morning. I trust everybody slept well last night, and uh, if you didn't, then I uh, pray that the Lord will give you the strength to get through today and uh, do what needs to be done. But uh, what I understand, it's supposed to be an old, another old rainy day all day today. It's supposed to be pretty cool and cold this week, and uh, so... I guess uh, we we are in uh, uh, fall, uh, like so many people wanted. <laughs> and uh, it's not that I don't like fall; I do like it. I do. I love spring. I love summer. I love fall. It's just I hate, despise what comes after fall. If we could just skip winter and after fall go straight back to spring, that'd be awesome. So, uh, but unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. And uh, I have the inability to be a snowbird and go to where it's warmer uh, when it is cold, <laughs> which I did. Uh, that would be really nice. But uh, unfortunately, I uh, am not financially able to do such things. <laughs> but uh, maybe one day, who knows. But uh, anyway, I do everybody is bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning and uh, ready with anticipation to use this day to serve the Lord. Of course, uh, a lot of people, I, I guess the the main focal point uh, that's probably on a lot of people's mind is the debate between uh, Biden and Trump, and uh, I'm anxious to see how that goes myself. Uh, good morning now. I, uh, and, uh, I think in reality that Trump would just smear him big time. But we both know that he's Biden's been given been privy to the uh, debate questions, just like Hillary cheated and had the debate questions before they happened. So he's been coached. He's been, uh, like Trump said, he's probably been uh, uh, had uh, shots in the rear end to uh, have some energy to do what he needs to do. Morning, Ed. And uh, so uh, you know, who knows uh, how the outcome will be this evening, but. We know the, the liberal news media is going to say that uh, Biden won no matter what happens. I don't care what Trump says or does. They're going to say he went, he won anyway. But uh, we know that's going to, what's going to happen there. But anyway, I'm anxious to see what happens, and I'm sure you all are too. So I just hope prayer thing goes well. That's all that we could do. But um, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and do our uh, Pledge of Allegiance this morning. And uh, I apologize if I... Uh, don't seem as enthusiastic as I normally do. I am, I, well, I'm just really tired today. I don't know why. I guess uh, I had to do a lot of uh, running and mowing and stuff like that yesterday and having a hard time getting up and motivated this morning. And uh, so uh, just remember that uh, I, sometimes I have days like that. I've had, and I appreciate the concern uh, of a lot of um, uh people, uh, well, not a lot, but a couple of people, uh, on certain mornings where I'm just kind of just, just really just tired, uh, is, uh, they said, well, I, we feel like there's something wrong. They feel like there's something you were trying to say and, and, uh, you just didn't, couldn't get it out. And, and, uh, we just feel like there's, there's something, there's something wrong. And, and <laughs> I appreciate the concern. And I'm like, nothing wrong. There wasn't if I heard something I wanted to say, I just say it, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those that sugarcoats, uh, things. Uh, uh, and, uh, but sometimes, uh, I get tired just like everybody else. So, uh, so don't think if I'm not as, uh, uh, 
crazy as I normally am some days, I can't help it. I'm up at four every morning and sometimes I get a little tired. So <laughs> there's nothing wrong. But I appreciate those who have reached out in concern who <laughs> felt, felt like that there was. So I do appreciate your your goodness and kindness and uh, that you cared enough to reach out. So, all right, let's go ahead and do our stand and do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Praise God for the, uh, we're able to come together this morning and be able to do and have the privilege and freedom to uh, say that pledge of allegiance and to, uh, uh, to be able to worship, to be able to uh, read, read God's word without repercussions. You know, there's a lot of countries out there who uh, uh, are not able to, uh, to have this freedom uh, that we take for granted, and it's so sad that uh, uh, so many people in this in this country uh, take for granted their ability to worship and don't take advantage of what they have while they've got it. And if you don't think that America could fall, if you don't think that it would not ever succumb to some of the uh, uh, things we see around the world, uh, you, you're sadly mistaken. We're already seeing this push for socialism, this push for, which is a, a precursor to communism. Uh, you know, it is, uh, so don't think, you know, the wolf's at the door, people. And uh, tell you what, that's why it's even more important to get out there and vote and do what you need to do. So, well, this morning, let's uh, take a look at our, our passage of uh, uh, discussion this morning. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. So, if you've got your Bibles handy, get those out and look that up. And uh, if you don't, then uh, I have I conveniently have this so you can read along with me. First Corinthians nine sixteen. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. And as me old pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know this verse. Uh, is uh, has a real special meaning uh, for me. It really does. It uh, when I read this verse, um, it it is uh, very special because and and I and you know I, I don't want to, to bore you with uh, things that I have uh, said before. And if I do, then I apologize. But uh, uh, when I hear this, when I read this verse or hear this verse, um, I can't help but think about the call that Jesus. Uh, placed upon me to become a minister. Uh, you know, for many years, I floundered floundered around. I uh, didn't know what I wanted to do with life. And like I said, I uh, there's probably uh, I probably tried to major in about everything ETSU Northeast State has had at one point in time. There's, there's, there's very very few things I probably, probably didn't even had to, that I didn't try. I, everything from uh, trying to be into auto mechanics, which I knew I was way out of my league. The first day there, I thought, oh, I'm in trouble. These old boys talking about, yeah, me and my daddy at five years old broke down a 350 
four barrel over i don't know what they were talking about <laughs> rebuilt it and i'm sitting there going where's the dipstick you know <laughs> i knew i knew right away i was i was in in deep waters and out of my league there i saw everything from auto mechanics to to being a history major to uh uh wanting to work in uh uh the animation because for uh for a while i don't know it still may be true ETSU and one or two other colleges in the whole nation uh, were the only ones that uh, had the ability that were teaching how to do the uh, type of animation, uh, the computerized animation, like you see with Toy Story and things like that. And uh, I did find it interesting; it just didn't, just didn't hold my uh, hold my attention span very long. And uh, teachers, uh, you know, it, I goofed to do for a long time, long time. And uh, and I've, I've said this before, and like I said, this I don't put a lot of stock in dreams. I really don't. And I, and I don't and like I say. I hope I don't sound like a broken record. I don't put a lot of stock in dreams. Uh, nine times out of ten, it's something that you watched before you went to bed, or read before you went to bed when you dream something, or something that's been on your mind. I just usually how it how it goes across, and uh, it's just not my uh, my humble opinion that uh, come from a professor of mine. And uh, that I had in my doctoral studies up in Indiana, and uh, uh, but this dream uh, was beyond real, uh, and uh, my wife could tell you it just it, it affected me in a profound way, uh, and it was so real, it was, and you know, and it was it was like it was the end of times. And uh, they were rounding up pastors, and they were arresting them, and they were beating them, they were abusing them, uh, trying to make them deny Jesus. And I remember somehow I got to my dad. He'd been—he was the one, one of the ones that were arrested. And he—he uh, he looked at me. He was—he was beaten terribly, and uh, I was tore all to pieces. And he—he uh, he said, "You have to pick up where I leave off." And he handed me a piece of paper. Even after all these years, it still gets me choked up. He had me a piece of paper and it had this verse on it, 1 Corinthians 9, 16. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. And so, uh, you know, it, it is, um, I, I, I hesitate to say, prophetic but uh in reality i am picking up where he's leaving off he's looking towards retirement and we're pretty much retired uh i do sunday night wednesday night he tries to do sunday morning and i've pretty much took over most of the duties there at the church but uh it's been a long road it really has it's been a real learning curve uh it's it's been uh exciting it's been ups and downs uh, uh trying to uh, i praise god for his guidance or I don't know how it ever well figured my way through the uh, through the ministry, and still learning, still trying to figure things out, trying to seek the Lord, uh, trying to put away selfishness, uh, self centeredness, and uh, being totally and utterly dependent upon the Lord. And it is, um, uh, you know, that's why I get a little aggravated sometimes with some individuals. They just what some people call jig leg preachers. You know they. Hey, some people out there that says, well, yeah, I think I can preach. Just get up and just start running their mouths. Uh, you know, uh, the call is, is something that is very precious that Jesus puts upon us uh, that don't, we don't need to take lightly. 
And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, every pastor has to have an education. I have a, a great grandfather who uh, never went to seminary, but was a mighty man of God, loved the Lord. But at the same time, uh, you know, I believe that an education in ministry is highly important. To me, it is uh, no different than uh, having a surgeon that's, you know, would you want one who went to school and learned how to, the different techniques in surgery, or would you rather have somebody that woke up one morning and stayed at a Holiday Inn Express and says, you know what, I think I can do this and have him operate on you. I don't know about you, I'd rather have the guy with the education. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's just not, it's, I don't say that, uh, to to have an air of superiority or to uh, uh, to put on airs to to make myself feel better than someone else. I, I'm not I'm not doing that uh, at all. Uh, I praise God for that opportunity. But when you're able to go to seminary, you're able to uh, understand and learn some things about the Bible and presentation uh, that or, ordinarily you wouldn't know. And there's a lot of verses uh, that could easily be uh, misinterpreted and have been uh, throughout history by a lot of people, uh, i.e. Uh, a lot of cults and such, uh, is, uh, you know, that's why it's imperative that we uh, have those proper studies so that we can interpret those. You know, as Christians, uh, we all have bear a certain amount of responsibility. But, you know, as the Apostle Paul said, it was a compulsion. He couldn't help himself. He had to tell others about Jesus Christ. And like the Apostle Paul, I have that compulsion. Uh, why do you think I do these devotions each morning? You know, I, I don't have to do these. It's, it's not in my, my job description. I don't have to do this. But it's the, the, the compulsion that drives me that I have to tell others about Jesus. I have to point others the way. And on top of that, I want to help those who are saved to grow, to learn, to understand, uh, to spur you on uh, in your walk as Christians. It, it, I cannot resist. I cannot help it. It is something I, it is a compulsion, something I have to do uh, to help you in your walk uh, as Christians. You know, there was a story that I read, talked about, uh, uh, there was a flight uh, many years ago in Washington, D.C. that crashed in the Potomac River. And, uh, of course, uh, the uh, EMS and, and the rescue workers, uh, firemen and such, were there trying to rescue uh, uh, the survivors that were in those frozen waters. And, of course, uh, of course, the news media didn't make a real big deal about those who were, were saving those lives, but they did recognize one individual uh, out of all these rescuers. There was a guy randomly sitting on the bank, or I guess watching what was going on, and saw in front of him a, a woman who was struggling uh, in the cold, frigid waters. And without thinking, he dove straight in, rescued her, pulled her out, and amidst all those news reporter stuff, those that's who they focused on. Uh, because he didn't have to do that, you know, and he went above and beyond uh, uh, what uh, uh, what he had to do to save this woman, and uh, you know, and I think that relates to us as Christians in particular. Uh, you know, uh, once God has called us, once we have become saved, once we understand what Jesus Christ has done for us, we accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. Uh, as a result of that love for Jesus, what he has done for us, that we should be able to go above and beyond. Not all people, not everybody's called to be a pastor. Just because you're saved, redeemed, sanctified, doesn't mean you're, you know, that that, that is a high calling. Not, that's not something to be taken lightly. And I think uh, some out there do take it a little too lightly. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, that it can be like a clap of thunder when you're called to be a pastor. It can be a slow, long process. Uh, with me, it, it was a, it was a process. I think I knew deep down that, uh, 
from the time I was younger that that's where I needed to be was in ministry and what form I did wasn't sure. That's why I bounced around. And that's one reason why I, you know, even like uh, uh, Jonah in the well, you know, he, he didn't want to do as God called him to do and tried to run. Well, that's what happened when I joined the Air Force. I wanted to run. I wanted out of here. I didn't want to do it. And uh, I've seen how my dad was treated. I've seen how things worked within the ministry and uh, that uh, uh, how people uh, were just so nasty sometimes. And I just, I didn't want to be a part of that. And went to the Air Force, guess what? Hurt my back and they had to send me home. You know, it is, uh, uh, I mean, I, I'm considered Air Force veteran. I do receive benefits from uh, the VA and such. So, you know, but um, uh, it is, uh, uh, was a little disheartening. I was hoping to to got to do a lot more and travel and do things uh, while I was in it, but um, uh, but God, you know, that was not my call. That was not where I needed to be. God called me to to be a uh, a sounding brass, if you will, for Him, and I and I don't take the take it lightly, and I, and I take it very seriously, and I study very hard, and I try very hard, and sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes I feel like I put a lot of time in my studying and I don't always able to convey and, and get out some of the things that uh, I would like to, but I just want to be a tool in, in God's uh, toolbox. You know, I just want to be a, uh, just used for his glory. And I don't want myself to get in the way. See, that's one thing with Paul. He, he no longer was focused on self. He was focused on the Lord. And that's what I'm trying to get conveyed this morning. For you that are Christians, you need to uh, make sure that you're not so focused on self. It's so easy to get wrapped up in uh, how you look and what you eat and how you work out and what you do and, and because you're, you're, you're so concerned uh, with, with uh, what others may perceive or think about you. Uh, but, you know, as Christians... Sometimes we have to go above and beyond, and that is to minister and to talk to others about Jesus Christ. Again, you don't have to be a pastor to do that. See, out of uh, out of our love for Christ, see my dog saying amen this morning, out of our love for Jesus Christ, uh, we should uh, be compelled to want to tell others, point them to Jesus Christ. And, and we live in a world where we know that if we uh, tell others that we are saved, if we risk the chance of when we tell someone about the love of Christ, they're going to reject us. They may hate us. They may no longer want to be friends with you. They may make fun of you. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They they are have gotten so comfortable uh, in how they uh, respond uh, to to certain issues in the world that they they don't want to make any of those ways. Well, you know we are that, that focuses on you, not on Jesus. We're all sinners. We all mess up. Trust me, I mess up every single day because a lot of people feel like they're not worthy enough uh, to tell someone about the Lord. And guys and gals, listen to me, man. I, I mess up every day, every single day. I feel so unworthy to sit here and talk to you about the Lord each morning. I feel so unworthy to stand before uh, those in the congregation behind the pulpit. I feel so unworthy uh, to get up there. In fact, when I first started preaching, uh, I had a very, very hard, difficult time. Uh, I was uh, very quiet, very meek. Uh, I uh, uh, almost borderline on, on being embarrassed. Uh, it was very difficult for me because I felt like when I was standing up there at that pulpit, every single person sitting there could see right through me. They could see every sin, every thought, everything that I've done. And I was so embarrassed and so, uh, you know, dad was like, you need to speak up. You need to show some emotion, you, need, you know. And, and uh, it, was, it wasn't, you know, when he says those things, it's not putting on an act. It's just, you know, 
you want to make sure that you're you're uh, keeping the interest of those out there uh, in the congregation so they can uh, listen to what the Lord has laid on on uh, that pastor's heart. But uh, it is uh, so it was very difficult for me. It really was for a long time, and we even had some people leave the church because they didn't like the way uh, I spoke and preached. And quite frankly, if I'd been sitting there, I probably would have left too. But uh, uh, but I had, it took me a long time to try to get past that uh, to understand that. Uh, those in the in the congregation, hey, they're not they're not worthy. They're all sinners too. I'm a sinner too, and you know I just had to get past that and realize that even though I am unworthy and undeserving of that high call from the Lord, uh, that uh, I have a responsibility and I've got a job to do. Not job as in uh, you know it's just a career, it's just something I have to do to earn a paycheck. It is it is I take this job as a Christian uh, very seriously. And when I mess up, when I sin, I really beat myself up, you know, big time. And uh, I have to let those things go. Just as you have to let those things go, don't beat yourself up. You know, you're forgiven. Hey, know that you're a, a sinner in a sin-filled world. We are a sinner saved by grace. And because of that, we are saved by grace. Because we have that forgiveness, because we have been given that freedom, we need to express that to other people. There's a lot of people who are in bondage in this world, and we need to try to work and make those efforts uh, to uh, explain to those around them uh, that uh, there is keys to to their to their jail cell. There's freedom uh, out there uh, for what they're dealing with, and uh, so many who are dealing with addiction, so many who are dealing with guilt, so many who are dealing with these kind of things. If they can just understand the freedom that Jesus Christ could give them, man. Uh, you know, imagine seeing that enlightenment in someone's face when they understand the glory and the understanding of Jesus Christ. And just even with this whole racial divide we're seeing in our country could be healed, not by laws, but by the understanding of what Jesus Christ has done for them. And it can eliminate uh, these, 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 this hatred that we're seeing in this world. Only Jesus can bring that peace and that love that is desperately needed uh, that we're seeing today. And uh, so uh, just as we saw uh, just in the illustration about the man who was sitting on the bank and seeing this woman uh, who need, needed saving, he went above and beyond. He didn't have to. He wasn't an EMS worker. He wasn't a fireman. He could have sat there and said, hey, uh, she needs help. No, he dove in and helped her because he saw that she needed saving. A lot of people in this world need saving, my friends. They need you to go above and beyond and explain to them the way to salvation, the way to eternal life. So many people are drowning. So many people are dying. And, and they they are blinded to what's going on because the God of this world is blinded. We need to show them the way. We need to show them the light. We need to show them Jesus. And uh, I praise God for this high calling. I praise God that he has uh, asked me to or not asked me or laid upon me uh, the responsibility to be a pastor. Like I said, there's a lot of other people out there far smarter, far more articulate, far more uh, engrossing than I am. And uh, there's so many times I get up there and I'm thinking, why in the world would God want me to to be a preacher when, you know, I just I feel like I fall short uh, every time. But uh, you know what? I'm not concerned with myself or at least try hard not to be. Uh, I, uh, I just want to be focused on the Lord and do what he, he asks and, uh, and pray that he'll use me in some capacity to touch. If I can feel like if I can just, Lord can use me to touch one person, uh, then I feel like I've done what he has called me to do. But as Christians, my friends, you have a calling too, and you should have that compulsion with, uh, that you cannot resist to want to tell others about Jesus, to show them the way. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. 
Uh, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Uh, Lord, help us each and every day to be a witness for you, to uh, to tell others about your love, to tell others about your sacrifice, and uh, tell others about uh, uh, how you have touched their lives, to show that sincerity, to show that humility. And Lord, help us to be a light in this world of darkness. Help us to show others uh, uh, the way to you. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and protect us this day. Lord, I pray that you will be with this nation, heal this divide, and touch hearts and minds like never before. Let our police officers know that they are loved and needed and appreciated and wealth as long with our military. Uh, Lord, I just pray that um, you'll be with our sister in Christ, Wendy Lee and Kim Penix and Ginger and Troy Hood and Lyndon David Feathers. Uh, Lord, I want to let you have a special prayer for Roger Winters, Lord. I know he's uh, really having a rough time right now. Bring healing upon him and help him. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with Ron and Thelma Thompson. I know they're, they're struggling right now. I pray that you'll help them in a mighty way. I pray that you'll be with Fran Pear and her sisters and Jane Kitchings. That you'll bring healing upon her and be with her and Ken both. Uh, Lord, I just pray that uh, uh, with all the unspoken concerns and uh, you know the hearts and minds in those situations. And Lord, I just pray with our, our president, give him wisdom, knowledge, discernment in these difficult times, protection about his, him and his family. And Lord, please, as I pray every morning, let the results of our election be one we can all rejoice in. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. Hope everybody has a, a wonderful and blessed day today. And, uh, you know, when things get tough and you don't think you can carry on, just look up, say a prayer, and keep on keeping on. Like my old granddaddy used to say, just pick yourself up by your bootstraps and keep on going. Skin them out, like he used to say. So uh, uh, take it slow and easy like a hog chewing an iron wedge. <laughs> So uh, if you'd like to share these devotions, uh, you can always find me here on social media at Dr. Young 77 uh, And if your friends or family don't do Facebook, they can still watch live at flbconline.com. Uh, and after these uh, live devotions end, I do upload these to YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. And uh, also to my podcast, the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only. And uh, but you can listen to that and all of our sermons as you're going out and about your day. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.